Welcome to another episode of my loop syrup here. This is Dr. Shivani Kamodia Barto, and today I am bringing you my first solo episode. Welcome back to all of our listeners after our extended break from posting new episodes. We have been busy with some big life transitions, interviews, and editing, so we're excited to bring you some new episodes, so stay tuned for that. And today I'm going to be really talking a bit more about my personal story, my journey into dentistry and through my first few years of practice and my ultimate mission here and purpose with speaking on this platform and where I hope to be going in the future. So starting right off by speaking about my purpose on this platform. How did I become a co-host of this wonderful podcast? Well, it all started for me. um, I think things started to shift for me back in March 2020 when the pandemic started. I think like many other dentists, when we were forced to stay home and take a break from clinical dentistry, it presented a unique opportunity for me to really reevaluate my role within this profession and come back to some of the original goals I had before I even started dental school with where I wanted my career to go. Um, I think going through such a structured education system through undergrad and dental school, I had a very uh, almost like cookie cutter a view of what the path of a dental career should look like and taking that brief pause from clinical dentistry was a beautiful opportunity for me to reevaluate whether or not that was something I still wanted that path was something I still wanted to follow and to start to explore a little bit off of that that beaten path so I use social media as a tool to start to network with other people within this profession of dentistry outside of my circle of friends from dental school and my colleagues that I've known from organized dentistry. So I started just to follow more people who were multifaceted, very unique, in my opinion, seemed very unique and and doing things that were off the beaten path, like business owners, entrepreneurs, dentists who were pursuing careers outside of dentistry, who were turning side gigs into full-time gigs, and who had a unique sense of of play and creation in their life that I didn't see in mainstream dentistry. And I started reaching out to these people, literally DMing people on Instagram, Um, different women in healthcare, women in dentistry, and just genuinely curious about how are you doing this? Do you have any advice or wisdom for someone like me who wants to pursue a career outside of clinical dentistry, but still within this realm? And I just got curious. I was asking questions and having some really eye-opening conversations. I think within the span of 
five or six weeks, I spoke to about 20 different women. I had one-on-one -on -one phone calls, FaceTime calls, Zoom calls, you name it. And some of these calls would go on for two or three hours. And at the end of each call, I felt on fire. I felt so lit up by what I learned, what I'm, what I was seeing about these people and what they had to share. And I always regretted that I had not recorded these conversations because there was so much value. There were so many, you know, nuggets of wisdom that I think other people in my position who are at the beginning of their career, um, who would really benefit from this information. So I started to play around with the idea of starting a podcast and, um, my great friends, the dental yogis, Christian and Danielle, encouraged me to pursue this idea and they connected me with Dr. Priyanka Patel. And um, I connected with Priyanka really with the intention of gaining some guidance and asking for help in how to start a podcast. It seemed really intimidating to me and she was nothing but helpful. Um, we became really fast friends and the more we talked about the mission of my loops are up here and how closely aligned with my own personal mission of raw conversations with women in dentistry and amplifying those stories that typically get brushed under the rug and breaking down barriers within this profession. I aligned so closely with the mission of this podcast. Um, she's so welcomed me with open arms and um, invited me to be a co-host here and it's been a wonderful journey we've interviewed some incredible women together and i've learned so much along the way and to be honest it's been a great practice in personal speech and communication i have recorded this solo episode so many times um I've re-recorded over the course of two or three months now, maybe even longer than that. Um, I've made four or five attempts, and each time I'm very critical about my voice, my choice of words, and you know that perfectionist mindset starts to creep in. So all in all, speaking on a platform like this has been very vulnerable but empowering and I truly believe that sharing our voices sharing your story gives so much strength and power and can change so many lives and not necessarily that I'm an expert in anything that I'm talking about um, I think just bringing light and attention to things that we don't normally talk about and talking about the hard stuff. Like I said before, the things that typically get brushed under the rug that are more taboo or hush-hush, um, why aren't we talking about this? And the questions that I have, other people have them. And hoping to empower women and empower others by sharing their stories and creating a supportive community to receive that so if we've interviewed you or you've been a long-time listener 
thank you for being here. I think the more we can shift the energy and the mindset of people in this profession of dentistry, um, the better we can show up as providers, the better we can take care of our patients and our communities, and the better we can show up for our families and be the best versions of ourselves. Um, one, and this brings me to one of my personal missions in my role in dentistry, as I'm currently shifting out of clinical dentistry um, and working on my entrepreneurial journey. I've been able to really distill this mission down into helping other dentists achieve a consistent wellness practice that will allow them to prevent mental and physical burnout while cultivating more joy, more peace, and more happiness in their lives. And, you know, I guess backtracking a little bit back into the original spark of all of this were these raw, authentic conversations I was having, these phone calls I was having with people I would message on Instagram. One thing that I noticed through all of these conversations was that my perception of what a dentist should be and this assumption I had that, you know, most dentists are burnt out at a certain point, overworked, have chronic back pain, have high levels of anxiety and stress. Um, I had all of these pre preconceived notions and on these phone calls that I had, the reason I was so attracted to messaging certain people was because they proved me wrong. They challenged my assumptions on that. And one of my missions has become challenging your assumption and challenging the world's assumption that it is inevitable for dentists to experience mental and physical burnout and that there's a different way to live. You don't have to wake up constantly tired with a high level of stress and anxiety through your daily life um, and that there's a different way to live. It's possible. And to, to redefine what it means to be a dentist, to move away from old definitions and old expectations of what it means to be a dentist and completely redefine it to open that door for possibility, for creativity, and for progress within this profession. And I think many of the experiences I've had throughout my life have led me to this purpose and to this mission that I have. Um, you know, growing up, I am from a family of dentists, but I've also been exposed to many unique wellness practices from a very young age that really changed and shifted the trajectory of my life and allowed me to see this profession through a unique lens. So I guess let's start from the beginning a little bit more about myself. I am from upstate New York, born and raised there. My parents immigrated from India and um, my dad is also a general dentist. He um, started his own practice in upstate New York 
and I went to college in, at University of Buffalo. And during that time, um, had some really awesome experiences that allowed me to explore my passions and build an identity for myself that was separate from the career path I was choosing. So I was able to really pursue my passions in sustainability and environmental issues. I was really involved on and off campus with um, different groups and networks and advocacy throughout the city through enacting on-campus changes. And still, it was something that I was able to carry through into dental school to take part in a sustainability fellowship and work to create a more sustainable dental profession, um, something I'm still so passionate about. So that was one part of my undergrad career that has shifted and allowed me to see our profession through a different lens. Um, and the other big one was yoga teacher training. So my sophomore year, the summer after sophomore year, I did a 200-hour yoga teacher training. I was 19 years old, and um, it, it totally rocked my world. I not only learned so much about the practice of yoga, the asana practice, but the other seven limbs that don't typically get discussed. Um, yoga is it's like the OG personal development. It is a philosophy. It is not just a workout. Um, and it is something that the more I've learned about it over the last decade since I've done my teacher training, um, the, the more I can see its value in modern day culture and the role it can play in serving so many busy professionals. Um, so throughout college and dental school, I was consistent with teaching yoga and with deepening my yoga practice and study. Just like we call it a dental practice, it is a yoga practice. As a teacher, I was always learning, always attending workshops and personal development conferences, reading the books, writing in the journals, and as people say, I was doing the work. Um, and I think I feel very lucky that I had an opportunity to dive into that world of personal growth from a young age. And it was something I've spent, like I said, a decade. I've spent thousands of hours and thousands of dollars investing in that journey of being the best version of myself and learning how I can teach that to others. And that really has led me to see how necessary it is in our profession of dentistry to share share everything that I know. And again, I'm not that I feel like I, I'm an expert in anything. Um, I truly think I can share from a perspective of someone who's been there, someone who kind of understands what you experience in our in our jobs, in a dental office, when you are the operator, when you are busy taking care of other patients and how that affects your own personal wellness, when you are constantly 
putting the wellness of other people first. Um, I think it takes, it takes one to know one and to be in the position of the practitioner has been so valuable um, to be able to serve and to help understand the really specific challenges that dentists go through. Um, and I really see my role in dentistry as being able to advocate for health and wellness and to be able to provide a shortcut. Everyone doesn't have to go through this 10 year long journey of reading all the books, going to all the conferences, doing the work, you know, I mean, yes, it is important to do the work, but there were for every life-changing book I read, there were probably two or three books that didn't really serve a purpose on my, on my path. And what I would like to do is to be able to provide almost like a shortcut to, to give a more succinct solution to those who are in my same position. And that's my goal with speaking on platforms like this and sharing on social media and working to spread all of the messages of wellness and through this I have met an incredible community of other like-minded dentists who are passionate about advocating for themselves you know we talk so much about how you can't pour from an empty cup that to be able to take care of others you must first take care of yourself and the simple practices that build your wellness, your well-being, like meditation, mindfulness, journaling, consistency with routines and habits, but also the true life of building a practice that is, I, I heard this somewhere, that's, you know, building a wellness practice that's roomy enough to live in. So, meaning you know, wellness isn't about building a rigid habit tracker or saying, I need to do this every single day or five times a week for 20 minutes a day. You know, that that's not really what a wellness practice is, but uh, building consistency and accountability with wellness allows you to show up as the best version of yourself, knowing what tools are in your toolbox and when to reach for different tools, how to use them, having that groundwork laid so that when there is stress in your life, you are more resilient. And again, I want to come back to challenging that belief that it's inevitable for dentists to be overworked, chronic pain, chronic anxiety, to feel overloaded. I want to challenge that and offer that there is a different way to live. So that's my mission and my purpose here. And I'm very lucky and excited to connect with such an incredible community. Um, 
I learn from you all every single day. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> okay, so shifting into a little bit more about like details of what's going on in my life, life transitions, and how I'm handling that. It has surely been a roller coaster. So as I mentioned, my um, husband and I met in dental school. We went to University of Michigan and graduated in 2018. My husband matched into a prosthodontics residency program in San Antonio, Texas. And I moved there with him and started working as an associate general dentist. I was working um, full-time for... Uh, first, I started working for corporate with Pacific Dental Services, bouncing around from different offices. And then I settled in a wonderful, smaller private practice for the last two years that we were there. It was a three-year program that we were in San Antonio for. Um, and then we... Uh, my husband is also serving in the... with. The military and the US Navy and we received orders to move to Okinawa Japan for three years and we were so excited about it um, we arrived in Okinawa at the uh, end of August early September uh, started our move process earlier in the summer and made our way to Japan and it has just been a whirlwind since so I stopped practicing back in June 2021, earlier this summer, and I took the summer to travel, visit with friends and family, kind of knowing I may not be back in the U.S. for the next three years or so, and my husband was doing um, some military training officer development school, so we were both occupied during the summer, all of our stuff was packed up and on a ship to Japan and uh, yeah we finally got moved here we've had some incredible support with the military um, have a wonderful apartment we live off base and Okinawa is an incredible place to live it is they call it the Hawaii of Japan and I totally see why it is a tropical island paradise and I feel as though I'm living in a dream it's um, definitely had its challenges. I think one of the hardest parts for me with this transition has been going from working full-time, having the income of a full-time practicing associate, um, having a busy schedule and, you know, very structured life, now shifting into the complete opposite. So as I start this entrepreneurial journey, I really am my own boss here. Um, I've established an LLC for myself to build a business where I can create online courses and um, to host retreats, um, something that I'm really, really passionate about. And it's, it's hard. It's really hard after going through over a decade of structure of having external accountability I really struggle with that internal accountability because there is no one that I need to answer to other than myself and so I am working off of pure you know my fuel right now is pure passion and 
putting my energy and attention into something that I feel so passionate about. Um, and to, you know, I, there is a sense of urgency it's, that's hard to let go of the, the busyness and the productivity. I think as a dentist, our worth is literally measured through our productivity. And, um, you know, that's how many of our salaries are, or our incomes are made is it's production based. So to shift out of that mindset of that, my, it's hard to measure my days without a metric like that. And to not have someone hand me a schedule of what I'm doing for the day. Instead, I, I need to take more control and ownership over it. And that's definitely a challenge and a growing pain that I'm experiencing right now. Um, and it's, it's definitely different going from being a leader in the office where what I was doing was the most important thing into taking more of a back seat. So this is something I've definitely struggled to talk about and I wish that I have I had heard other women talk about this, but um, when you're in a profession like dentistry but your spouse is also in a either the same profession or an equally I don't want to say the word important, but equally time-consuming job. Um, at some point in a relationship, in a marriage, and in growing a family, there will come a time that one person may need to stop working, um, may need to go part-time, and I, I just don't think I've heard enough women really talk about what that process is like and what it feels like um, to go from a full-time career woman to going to, like right now, my technical title is a stay-at-home military wife. I, um, I, it's different. It's an adjustment for me, and I wish I could say I had more advice on that, um, the one thing that I am very grateful for is that I've always been a huge advocate of, of identity outside of the career and outside of your job. You know, we are all so much more than just our job titles. And to have these strongly developed passions outside of my career as a dentist has really allowed me to have a full identity and I don't feel as though I'm completely lost in who I am. I think if you had asked me in March 2020, <laughs> it would have been a different answer. Um, but over the last, I guess it's been a year and a half now, um, a year and a half since the pandemic started or two years nearly, I feel as though I have a much more clear grasp on who I am and what defines me and to you know this is a real test of that to completely unidentify with my role as a dentist and um, when someone asks me if I'm introducing myself to someone 
is not the first, it's, it's not usually the first thing I say anymore. Um, and I find that really interesting. It's curious. And I wish that I can hear more stories of other women who have had to take a break in their career because of their spouse or because of a growing family, because of international moves or cross-country moves. I do know women who've experienced it and on a personal level we've talked about this in depth and I appreciate those stories. So I guess my hope with this topic that I bring up is that women talk more about it and talk more about what it's like to take a step back from clinical dentistry and to what what that feels like that it is difficult that you need to have a strong identity outside of your job if that's something that's going to happen um i mean it's the same type of challenge that many dentists face when they retire is almost like you you lose a major part of your life right so who are you without dentistry and i've spent a lot of time answering that question and moving to japan has really been a test of that so grateful for the opportunity to live in such a beautiful place um it's almost perfect it is like a dream here to have this time freedom to create and work on something that i've always wanted to do um but at the same time there there are challenges and i want to i want to portray a full picture here one other thing that um i struggled with before the move so i think more towards like the spring of 2021 so like may june time frame of 2021 right when i was finishing up my job um i did some coaching with one of my wonderful mentors and good friends dr laura brenner we have done an, an interview together um one of the previous episodes of this podcast and she is a career coach so she helps dentists navigate it, all the challenges that I'm talking about. So, um, shift, you know, shifting in and out of dentistry and evaluating how dentistry as a career is fit for you, whether or not it is, and how you kind of take that next step. So, through coaching with her, I was explaining that I really felt like I have as an analogy like i'm married to dentistry or i was married to dentistry and for so long you know before this move happened i had been feeling like clinical dentistry full-time was not the right fit for me it wasn't serving me the way that i wanted and i wanted to make a change and i really saw this opportunity for wellness and bringing this to dental professionals as my purpose and my role and i and i still feel so strongly but at the time I, I felt like that was the answer and the only answer and like i was having an affair with it almost that dentistry i was married to dentistry and i was having this affair with wellness and yoga and i was worried that 
after I, so to say, divorced dentistry, after I broke up with dentistry and I had the opportunity to fully date and be in a relationship with this passion that I've always had, but, you know, make it a full-time thing that if I really tried out wellness and yoga as a full-time thing, that maybe I didn't like it as much as I thought I did. That maybe the grass looked greener on the other side, but in reality it's not. So there were a lot of fears and doubts that were coming up um, with the transition. It was scary <laughs> to let go of something that I've worked so hard and for so long to to get into this position. Um, but through coaching with Laura, it really opened my eyes to the fact that I have gained so much through the last 10 years, through working towards this goal, proved to myself that I can do pretty much anything, that we can do hard things to get into this profession, and that we can also do hard things to get out of it. Um, and that's not to say that I hate dentistry and I don't think I'll ever practice again. I love how I love dentistry. I love helping patients. I love the art of it. I'm good at it. <laughs> and it is very fulfilling. Um, but I don't think it's my, it's not my calling. And there is something more in my life that I'm meant to do. Um, something different that I'm meant to do. And so there is a place for it in my life, but it was very challenging for me to break up with dentistry and to come to terms with that. So I've, I've spent some time this summer in the last few months working through that. And that's something I wanted to share here to normalize those feelings. And like, it's okay to have doubts about your career and to pursue something else. And then it's also okay to have doubts about that change. It's normal to feel those things. Um, and it's normal to have emotions about something that you worked so hard for. Um, when, you know, when you feel extreme emotions about anything, it's a sign that that, that thing means a lot to you. That it's, there's a lot of value to it. Um, so those are my thoughts on what it's been like to shift out of clinical dentistry and go through a transition like this um, and that most likely everyone at some point in their career will have to go through something like this whether it's like I said for a spouse's career where you may need to take a break where you decide to take a break for pers just for yourself to, to shift directions to grow your family, to retire. At some point, everyone will go through having to stop practicing dentistry. And when that point comes, it's important to have a strong identity outside of just being a dentist. Uh, and I don't say just to minimize, I think being a dentist is an incredible role and we simply as a dentist wear 
a million and one hats. Uh, I say just being a dentist because it is only one part of your life. And there is so much more out there and so much more that, you know, we see things in millimeters, in fractions of a millimeter sometimes. And it can be very much a silo profession. It can be very isolating. And we see things on such a minuscule scale that when you step away from the profession, you're able to see a little more clearly that that is truly what it is. It's a profession. We are healthcare providers and that is, it may be your calling, it may be your career, it may just be a job, um, whatever it is to you. I hope that there are other parts of your identity that can help you form who you are that you do not identify just as a dentist, but as so much more than that. So that's one of the big lessons that I've always really preached about, and this is truly, this move to Japan has truly been um, practicing what I preach. Now, the last topic I wanna talk about is immersive experiences. Immersive experiences have played a huge role in my life, and there is a pattern where I've noticed the most transformational experiences and the biggest changes and growth that I felt, all that exponential growth happens in an immersive environment. When I am out of my regular environment and in a new place surrounded by different people, different ways of living, and I have almost like a permission slip to embrace a new version of myself. I feel as though in my life I've gone through these unique immersive experiences where I'm able to come out of it as a new iteration of myself. That's where I can feel that exponential growth happen. Like in college, I spent a summer woofing. I worked on organic farms. Um, in high school, I did a French exchange. In um, college, I did my yoga teacher training, which was a 200-hour intensive program over the course of one month um, through various traveling experiences around the world, backpacking, experiencing different cultures, um, through wellness retreats, through personal development conferences, the idea of these experiences that are specifically curated, that are designed to take you out of your comfort zone and to create the greatest possible transformation. Um, I'm so passionate about that because I know in my life it has really been so impactful and this is what I want to bring almost like the delivery system I want to bring wellness into the dental world I want to host retreats I want to create immersive experiences I want to bring dentists into an experience where they can have the greatest transformation possible it is so much easier to so much more effective 
to go into an experience with an intention to learn, be immersed in a new way of living, new practices, or creating new mental pathways, new thought processes, and to have a support system around you that allows you to feel safe and you can see other people leading by example and to be able to leave that experience having like I said a new iteration of yourself to, to not change but to grow from who you are into who you're working to be um, and that's why I'm so passionate about creating retreats uh, and why I'm loving living in Japan because it is a affirmation of my passion for this and I use the example of learning a language to learning meditation like an analogy like if you wanted to learn a new language you would go to a different country and be completely immersed in it. You would try not to speak in English and only speak in Japanese with locals. And you will learn that so much faster, that language, so much faster and effectively. And your brain will work in a different way when you go through an experience like that versus if you were to just practice on an app for 10 minutes a day, like Duolingo or play a game or do flashcards, whatever it is, for 10 minutes a day. Think of a timeline of learning, being proficient at a language in an immersive experience versus short little blips of time. And if you now take that and compare it to meditation, it's the same thing. How do we expect ourselves to be able to enter deep levels of meditation and to experience all of the benefits, reap the rewards that are scientifically proven for meditation for just 10 minutes a day when we haven't yet learned how to tap into that power, when we're not fluent yet in that language, 10 minutes a day doesn't get you very far. It's, it's absolutely better than nothing, but to first go through an immersive experience, to spend a weekend or a week long completely dedicating yourself to the practice of meditation and mindfulness to overcome that almost like activation energy, like you are fully immersing yourself in this, you then can go home and that 10 minute practice is so much more effective. And so that's how I see any immersive experience. When you go in with intention, you are able to come away with a much deeper and greater understanding. And I love living in Japan because I am immersed in a completely new culture. And I've had the opportunity to um, have some unique homestay experiences. And while I'm not fluent in Japanese, I definitely... Um, I'm reaffirmed in the fact that this is a meaningful way to experience the world and I want to bring this to other people through wellness, through travel, and um, something that I'm so passionate about that I'm getting to live out right now. I hope that through hearing my story and opening up about some of the 
the vulnerable things that have been going on in my life. Um, I hope it's helped you or you're able to take something away from this. And if not, maybe you know someone who this may help. Um, I am always here as a resource and I hope to be recording other solo episodes. If you ever have questions or suggestions, I'm uh, always open to feedback. And as I mentioned at the beginning, we have been busy creating and recording many more episodes. So stay tuned and thank you for joining us today.